0: This is the Diamond Hogs Podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Welcome to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. We're on the road this weekend. I'm at the lake. If you're watching on the YouTube, you can see behind me the water. Robert's in Austin, and Christian is at home, though. So so Christian is holding down the fort in Fayetteville, which is where Arkansas will be playing this weekend, hosting the Fayetteville Regional officially. We were all holding our breath, waiting to see if it was going to happen it was, it's just crazy how much different it was this year from last year. Um, but Arkansas hosting a regional. We're recording this podcast before they announce the regional field. And th- we need to talk about that because it makes sense for us because this is an SEC tournament recap. Um, and we'll do our full regional preview before the regional. So for our loyal listeners – thank you for the people who are just now tuning in and you're like, well, they already announced the regional. Why are they not talking about it? We're recapping the sec tournament. That's what we do on Mondays. We recap the weekend, even though Arkansas only played one game on the weekend. So um, we're going to talk about the sec tournament. We're going to talk about the field of 64 projections, and we're going to do a little choose your own adventure. And then we're going to, uh, I think the RPI rankings are final. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, that'll be it. It'll kind of be a little bit of a short episode because, you know, Arkansas's run at the SEC tournament was a little bit short. And that's all there is to it. So uh, before we get to it, I want to talk to you about Bet Saracen is the official sports gambling partner of Hogbeat.com and the mobile sports gambling app of the Saracen Casino Resort. So go download Saracen today. Get those Arkansas props, the double R props. They do those for baseball games. Um And then uh, just get all of your betting action in. If you're in the state of Arkansas, you can download BetSaracen and you can get those Arkansas-specific props. They're awesome. It makes it more fun to bet on Arkansas baseball and you can't get it anywhere else. So download bet Saracen today on the Google Play Store or the App Store. All right. Where do we want to start with the SEC
1: tournament? Should we just jump right into it. Start with the, the, the 11-inning win
0: over Texas A&M. Yeah, that was probably the highlight, honestly. So yeah. Arkansas takes AM to eleven innings. You went on a walk-off from Kendall Diggs in the eleventh. And that was uh that was a fun game to watch. Jared Wagner had a grand slam. That was fun. Uh and then it was Zach Morris and Will McIntyre, and you're just sitting there and you're watching those guys throw and you're like, Holy crap, this is the perfect scenario for Arkansas to have both of these guys on their game right now at the same time that they really started to hit their stride last year that's a recipe for success robert
1: oh yeah it was i mean it was a huge day for the central arkansas boys you look at it their their combined stat line 9 innings 5 hits 2 runs 2 walks 8 strikeouts that's that's pretty solid for for those two who you know we there there's been reason to 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 concern reason for concern with with those two guys you know at, at various points throughout the season but like you said both hitting their stride at the right time uh, as Dave Van Horn would say, that's good to see. Um, Shane Sedeo, on the other side, through through four innings, he was really solid in relief. I mean, not really much going on offensively until that Wagner grand slam in the seventh. They had the one run in the in the fourth there on on the uh, the pass ball ended up ended up costing them the Aggies an under and run. But it was it was a quiet day offensively until until the late innings, but. Nice to see Wagner come back with his first home run since, uh, since coming back with the thumb. And then of course, Kendall Diggs
0: does Kendall Diggs things. Christian, what were your thoughts of Morris and McIntyre?
2: Yeah, they're just, they're continuing to, well, I guess for Morris, he's continuing to figure it out last couple of weeks. McIntyre, we all know he's been consistent most of the year coming out of the bullpen, really dependable arm, long innings or short innings. So it's just good. It was really positive and good to see you moving forward, and and that's, I think the overall theme for the weekend was overall positive. Everybody's relative. I think for the most part healthy, and some of the bullpen guys got some good innings in there. Um, you know, I know we'll get to it later, but three close games, so it wasn't like, um, you know, it it was they're all competitive. It was fun to watch for the most part.
0: Yeah, they didn't get, like, blown out or anything. It's like Arkansas was in every game. I honestly think if they wanted to win the game on Saturday against A&M, they could have. But we'll get to that later. I think, you know, the fact that Morris goes five innings, that was big because we haven't really seen him be able to stretch out this season. And Mm -hmm. so to see that out of him, to not only see, like, because we've seen small sample sizes since the the Lipscomb game that, like, Zach Morris might be back. Like, he might have found his confidence but it was small sample sizes that's what it was and now you saw it five innings you know against a an and m team that went to the championship game like they yeah. they were they were playing hard they were playing good baseball um they're pitching AM's pitching they're it's not going to take them very far in the postseason unfortunately
1: yeah i mean they had a nice run in hoover that's for sure they yeah. shut out a couple teams that they they one-hit tennessee to get to this game against arkansas right and then and then they shut out South Carolina in the in the oh and one game in double elimination. So that you know, nothing to sneeze at. But at the same time, it's like you, now you got to keep it up for the real thing.
0: It's nothing to sneeze at, but Troy Wansing is not going to be able to throw every game, and you're not going to get four scoreless out of Matt Dillard every every time either. So, like Matt Dillard, prior to that game, had a six point three something ERA across twenty two innings. And then he one hits Arkansas or he two hits Arkansas in four innings. Um, that was on Saturday's game. But yeah, no, the, the highlight of the, the first game, of course, Wagner's Grand Slam, the two veteran bullpen arms, and then Kendall Diggs, just I've said it on this podcast before, and I will continue to say it. I really think Kendall Diggs can get a hit whenever he wants. And I just don't understand why he doesn't hit every single time he's at the plate. Cause he's just like every time that there's a moment like this when you need him to have that hit. He can do it and that is very rare it's
1: it's interesting that that he has the quote about caleb Callie being the purest hitter he's ever seen when he himself is one of the most pure hitters on the team
2: like one of one of Diggs's only flaws in my opinion would be that he might take a pitch or two too many because he's just trying to work the count and be smart and not just jump you know jump on the first pitch he's ready to hit but there was a couple of bats over the weekend for a couple of players where they would take a down the middle pitch or you know a decent pitch to swing at. That's his only flaw, but then he still somehow gets on base, gets a hit. So it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, count, I think what the what the count is or what the scenario is.
0: We have we have Josenberger as our money ball guy, and
2: mm-hmm. it's it's become a
0: trend. We've only done it for two years now, but the money ball guy just starts to not do very well in the postseason. So hopefully that's not a sign for Tavian Josenberger because um, Zach Gregory was awful last year in the postseason. And that's that is just a straight up fact. That's not really opinion. He was bad. Um, but I think Kendall Diggs is the the ideal money guy, Moneyball ball guy. Like he he works the count. He draws walks. He gets on mm-hmm. base. I mean, what's who leads the team in OBP right now?
1: Is it still Borifin? This is a good question. I, I was up. Uh, here's a different stat. I was I was looking through the SEC only stats, just the 30 regular season games, uh yesterday. I think Kendall Diggs drew the most walks in conference games of any SEC hitter.
0: Yeah, he had 42 on uh, the year. Um here's I've the got numbers. So not including at
1: 456.
0: So yeah, but Wagner, I mean, he didn't, of course, he had the injury. So let's not include Wagner. Not including Wagner Diggs does lead. He's at 442.
1: Yeah. Of, I mean, of guys I, who, who
0: have the most plate appearances. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. that's a good mark. Okay. How so, about yeah. Peyton Holt and Ben McLaughlin over 460,
0: though. That's impressive. Those are Ben McLaughlin. Oh, I, we need to talk about his pinch hit too. Oh yeah. We'll get Um there. okay, so let's move on from the AM first game. That was fun. The walk off was exciting. Um, let's see here have the second A game. Let me pull up the first, the LSU game. I was I I had it pulled up, but then I clicked on the stats page and lost it. It's, right, it's a go.
1: shame. It's a shame that this LSU game happened in Hoover because Skeen Smith only, but both of those dudes only going three and two thirds. Like that was that was a fantastic duel, and you know I don't I don't know how how much either one of them had left in the tank because you know it seemed like they were both getting up there in pitch count, but. Ooh, that was, that was a nice little duel
2: for for four innings. Yeah, so, but Skeens really wishes he came to Arkansas instead of LSU now. Dude, <laughs> can you imagine? That's going to be one of the biggest like
0: what ifs. We're going to look down the road like five years from now and be like, can you imagine when, when Paul Skeens wins the Cy Young Award? We're going to be like, can you imagine if he would have come to Arkansas?
1: If only when they would have Paul...
0: taken him to like JJ's instead of Doe's.
1: I know. <laughs> when, when Paul Skeens wins the Cy Young as the Washington National.
2: Oh, it's true. It's true. I don't know, so, man. I
0: feel like he's more commonly being projected to go number one now.
1: Okay, I'll take Dylan Cruz then. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Okay, let let me bring this up and maybe it's been brought up. I've just been out of the loop. Uh, Skeens has no reason to have faced any other team twice this year, right?
2: Um,
0: Who did they play in the first game?
1: I don't know, but he wouldn't have pitched in the first game.
0: Oh, that's right. So uh, I don't think so.
1: Assuming assuming this is correct, Paul Skeens has faced one team twice this year, it's Arkansas. LSU has lost both of those games.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. got he has two losses on the year and both of them are to Arkansas. No, he didn't get the loss in the first game because it went to extras. Right. So he has one loss and it's to Arkansas. Well, one of his losses is to yes. Arkansas. Okay. But but so, LSU
1: is 0 2 in games in Skeens starts.
0: That team. is correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. um, Yeah, no, this was a bad game for Paul Skeens for the most part. Uh, I mean, like you, you, he had his stuff and, and we talked to we talked to Peyton Hold about that. And he he was like, yeah, no, we just were spotting up the fastball. We were timing it up and it worked. And it's like, if you can do that against Paul Skeens, then you can really get the job done because his fastball is what works best for him. He goes three and two thirds, uh, gives up five runs. Only two were earned f- on four hits. Walk two, only struck out three. Only three strikeouts for Paul Skeens on the other side. Hagen Smith has nine of them. Uh Christian, what were your thoughts on Hagen Smith's outing?
2: I mean, what else is there to say about this guy? He's he's unbelievable. Just dumb. you know, he didn't he didn't have the line, like the the nice line that you would like to see from Hagen Smith normally, but nine strikeouts and three and two thirds is pretty impressive. And then, you know, he gave up a couple hits, got in a little trouble only gave up two runs though. So, and we, we knew Holland was most likely coming in uh, today. So, or that game. So just let him go as as far as he can. And then Holland will eat up a bunch of innings. So they, they both looked fantastic uh, nine and eight strikeouts on the day. And, you know, they just, they did enough to get the skeins and, and came out on top. It
0: was interesting that, so Hagen goes three and two thirds. He's pulled after 76 pitches, Mm -hmm. but, but Dave said after the game that they thought he was at 70 pitches when they pulled him. They said (laughs) they didn't know that he was at 76 because they were planning on not letting him throw more than 70, no matter what Mm -hmm. And he was at 76 when they pulled him and they didn't even know that. So, um, but it was, you know, I mean, the way he started, he, he struck out five of the first six batters he faced. He was just, I mean it was just vintage Hagen Smith he looked incredible um I and, should I
1: should add a stipulation to that five five of his first out, six outs were on strikes there were those three hits in the first that were you know dinky
0: Oh yeah yeah okay so five yeah. that's what i meant five of his six five of his first six outs were on strikes um let's see what else so yeah i mean it was really just the bottom of the fourth for arkansas that's where all five of the runs came from everything mm-hmm. kind of fell apart for lsu and
1: yeah, I mean, you say Skeens was bad, but like he he did kind of get screwed on that catcher's interference call.
0: I didn't I mean, say it, he was bad. I said, I said, I I think I what I'm getting at is for Paul Skeens standards, it was not a great outing.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Um, and and I say he got screwed. He didn't get, really get screwed because there was catcher's interference. Like you saw the glove move, but that I mean that totally changed the game.
2: Yeah, I wonder, was that was that Skeens shortest outing? I believe it. Was. Well, had there
1: had there might been. have been. You remember? You remember in South Carolina when when they got rained out? I think mm. I think he only made it through three, but I could be wrong about that. Mm. I don't um, think that should count. I'm gonna look I look it think, up. I agree, it should not count. But also, I'm not going to put too much stock into this one too, because LSU probably had the same approach as Arkansas did with this whole tournament. You know, yeah, just yeah, just that's... play some games for the sake of playing games.
0: Yeah. Um, but no, this—I mean, it was fun because you knew you were going to get Skeens and Hagen, but then at the same time, you knew both were going to be on a pitch count. You knew that, you know, both teams were going to be approaching the game a little bit differently than they normally would. I'm looking this Skeens thing up. He went three innings against South Carolina, so that was his his shortest outing. But as, outside of that, the shortest he ever went was six.
2: And that was his. That was his other loss too. Set South Carolina.
0: He, he only threw 49 pitches in that South Carolina game, though, and he threw 88 against Arkansas.
2: That is that is
0: amazing. Um, you know who was impressive? Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper did throw well. I mean, he finished the game off just like Hunter Holland did. Um, Four and a
1: third, seven strikeouts. Two hits, no runs.
0: Yeah. I mean, but but Holland coming out of the bullpen, you know, doing what he did. I We need to talk about the fact that if Hunter Holland is still hurt, What he's doing right now is incredible. Like, if he's still dealing with shin splints and um, the pinched nerve that he told us about, I mean, it's incredible for him to go five and a third, strike out eight, you know, be as dominant as he was. And it's not like it was just against LSU and Hoover. It's He's been doing this. And, And I don't know how much he's hurting. I don't know if he's still hurting or not, but it's impressive.
1: Yeah, it is. And it seems like every, you know, if If there's a stat line of his that that doesn't look good, it seems like after every one of those starts, Dave Van Horn isn't bothered by it at all. He's like, well, you know this happened that that happened like he's fine. it it's It's encouraging to to have that level of confidence from your head coach, I would think,
0: yeah, um okay. So and then in the bottom of the fourth, the big thing was the catcher's interference. and then, I'm pulling it up here. So so Diggs reaches on the catcher's interference, which he did originally pop out. We thought the inning was over. And then uh let's see. So Diggs reaches. That that brings a run home. That Arkansas brought a run home. 3-2, I think. That made it it did make it 3-2. And then Borfin had the two run single that made it five two.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was it. That was that was all Arkansas needed for the whole game was five runs. LSU scored four. Something about the 5-4 score at the SEC tournament this weekend. I wonder how many games ended up being 5-4. Oh, that's right, because – wait, were all of Arkansas games?
2: No, because this first no, the one was 6-5. 6-5, yeah. Um, yeah, it was 5-4, well, 5-4. Five, four, five, four.
0: Um, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about a sponsor real quick, and then we will get to the last game against Texas A&M.
1: Can we bring up the six four five double play real quick? That was awesome. Yeah, that I mean, what what a what a heads up play by Peyton Holt. The the guy's been flashing the leather, uh, you know, left and right ever since he took over for Stovall. And then to 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 have the wherewithal to not throw that ball to first, but instead to third and catch the other guy napping, that was fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, I mean Peyton Holt's been incredible. I mean, not only in the play, I mean he had two hits against Paul Skeens, drove in a run. Like he, I mean, not only was he doing that, but then he goes and makes that play in the field,
1: right? And and well, the one thing about Peyton Holt versus Paul Skeens is he can't say he's seen him before. Like he got to watch him, but he he didn't face him in Baton Rouge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Peyton Holt's Every, a good ball player. Everybody else had the the benefit of of having faced him before. Peyton right. Holt did not. He's very good.
0: Um. College Baseball Insiders, we are partnered with them for the postseason. We had Matt Grissom on for our SEC tournament preview. Uh, He gave us some advice on some future bets. And now, uh, next time we have him on, we're going to get to talk about bets for regionals, which is going to be very exciting. Betting on college baseball in the postseason is just completely different than regular season because you have more of an idea of what's going on. Um, It's so hard to bet regular season baseball, but postseason college baseball, fun to bet. We're going to have Matt Grissom from the College Baseball Insiders on, and you need to check them out on Twitter. It's at NCAA Insiders, NCAA Insiders on Twitter. Follow them. You'll get all of that betting advice. They actually have good stuff. I've taken their advice and made some money throughout the season uh, myself. Um, I mean, like, they they put out college baseball plays every single day. Matt Grissom, College Baseball Insiders. Go follow them. They also have a website. It's collegebaseballinsiders.com. Check them out. They actually have great advice. You know, they're legit. I like them, and I'm excited to have Matt on throughout the postseason to give you guys some more advice. Because we have Bet Saracen partnered with us, but I feel like these guys are more, uh, more professional than us when it comes to betting advice. Um, so excited to have them on. Let's talk about this last game against Texas A&M. So A&M beats Arkansas five to four. Brady Tigert started, goes three and a third, throws sixty four pitches. About what we expected, you know, he he looked good. Uh, then you go to McIntyre, and you know he did all right. And then you get to the the bullpen, and that's kind of where it fell apart for Arkansas. Um, a late a late push there in the top of the ninth, and for a second there, I I'm going to be honest, I kind of wanted Arkansas to lose this game for two reasons. One, because I we did stew hog put out the story and I put out the video and I wrote a story about it. Playing exactly three games in, in Hoover is the most ideal scenario. So that's one of the reasons why you wanted Arkansas to lose this game. The other reason I wanted Sunday off and I didn't want to have to cover a baseball game. So it, it all worked out perfectly.
1: I, I would like to throw in there. I hope you guys read this prediction on the last episode, but I texted the both of you and said, Arkansas will go two and O and lose when it goes back to single elimination.
0: Yeah, I remember you texted that before you didn't even show up for the podcast.
1: I know. Can you believe that that was the first ever episode that I missed? I still have a better attendance record than you, though. That is
0: kind of wild. Wow. How many episodes have I missed? Two? Three?
1: Two, I think. One this year. Probably
0: two this
2: season. No, I didn't miss two this season.
0: (laughs) I definitely missed one last year for the Missouri series. Or maybe it was Kentucky. I thought that was Kentucky. Yeah. I think it was Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about this A&M game, though. So, Dillard, I talked about him earlier. He goes four scoreless against Arkansas. Then you get to Sedeo again. And then Garcia. So, Sedeo and Garcia back-to-back. You saw that combination again. And then Wansing came in to finish it out. But, I mean, you know, Caleb Cowley had three hits. Josenberger had two hits. That was That was good to see josenberger put put a bat to the ball john bolton though had he really had he didn't was that his
2: first game all weekend it was was.
0: his first game back from injury i i completely forgot about that and he comes comes in has two hits drives in two runs
1: love it john b john John bolton the owner of a 1750 postseason ops let the record show
0: okay we need to talk about this too because i've seen some people saying that the SEC tournament is not postseason. It's still regular season. Wrong. I I even saw some people saying like a guy's stats were still part of the postseason during the regular season or during the SEC tournament. Like they were, no, they that's... were just like compiling his stats and being like, here's his regular season total because this team's done playing. Like I, I feel like it's postseason though.
1: It is postseason. You have to qualify for Hoover. Two teams did not show up to To the Hoover met this week, you have to qualify. you You don't just eliminate two teams during the regular season
0: no i I agree. I just feel like some people don't uh,
1: well, there's there's some logic for the people who don't agree. I don't know
0: all right. Um, I mean, like Gage Wood, that's a little concerning. You know, one outing is it happened two in a row. It's a little concerning. For him to to struggle the way that he has, um, he only faced two batters, walked both of them. Uh, Parker Coyle came in, a little bit he, of damage control.
1: Wood really had two and a half walks because didn't McIntyre leave in a two zero count?
0: He did. So mm-hmm. I was so that that is issued to McIntyre though, right? Yes. Okay. okay. So yeah, that was it was tough to see from Gage Wood, um, but you know, you I think the positive. From all from this game against Texas A&M is that you got Gage Wood out there, you got Parker Coyle out there, you got Christian Fouch out there, and you even got Austin Ledbetter out there. Four guys that you really needed to pitch in a live game, and you got them. They all got to throw at least ten pitches. So
1: yeah, I I think there's absolutely zero reason to to concern, to be concerned or panic about this loss. Like that, I think if there was any concern, it it was coming from the Arkansas. Dug out that they were in hoover until saturday like yeah and you know think think about this game realistically if you're worried like if if this game matters you're probably not going with those four guys that you mentioned at the end there like will mcintyre probably is able to give you more and then you could turn to to somebody else who you trust more so I uh, you know i Yes, that seventh or that sixth inning in which there were four straight walks, that was ugly. But, you know, it
0: happens. And then just for fun, Arkansas, uh in the in the top of the ninth, Caleb Cowley leads it off with of a single. Uh, Peyton Holt gets hit by the pitch. And then John B comes in, double down the right field line, drive both of them in. Uh, and then A and M's like, All right. We're going to turn to Troy Wansing in this game. Like, that's that's how much Arkansas was threatening. A&M turned to Wansing. They pulled a, an Arkansas, putting in Connor Nolan in, in the Stillwater Regional. Uh, What else happened? Bolton scored on an – how did Bolton score? Diggs there reached was that fielding error. There was that, that yeah. ground ball to, to, to third that Moss had to stretch for, and they gave Moss an error. Oh. Uh, no, they yeah. gave yeah. – yeah, they did give Moss the error and that was not who should have gotten the error, right? Yeah,
1: I the I mean the the first glance I was like, oh, well, first baseman's got to catch that ball, but then like, I mean, he stretched his whole body like that that's a tough error.
2: Yeah. Um the first baseman got the error on that?
1: Yeah. yeah. I really oh, thought yeah. it should have I thought it should have been Warner after after That's like
2: the last scenario I thought would happen. It should have been like E5 or hit and then E3. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: there were some questionable scoring decisions all week, but um, that was it. Arkansas ended up losing. Watson got the job done, and here you are. Regional time, you're hosting. Yeah. Do you, do, let's let's uh, let's play some choose your own adventure. Let's talk about RPI first. It looks like Arkansas is going to finish number three in the RPI. I think they're probably going to get the number two or three national seed. D1 Baseball keeps projecting them as number three. Where's Where's Florida in the RPI? Florida's four. So it's Wake Forest, Kentucky, Arkansas, Florida, LSU. That's your top five. So Kentucky's definitely not going to be a top five seed. No, I think it's Wake Forest, Florida, Arkansas.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would think Florida as the number one seed in, in the SEC should be the number one SEC seed in the tournament. So – I think Florida 2, Arkansas 3 probably makes a lot of sense.
0: Okay. So, um finished with the number 3 overall strength of schedule, 41 and 16 record. The the big thing, 30 and 4 at home. Florida, I think uh oh, Virginia had 31 wins at home. Tennessee had 33 wins at home. Wow. I'm trying to so those there's only four teams that won 30 games at home. Tennessee 33, Virginia 31. And then Arkansas and Florida both had thirty. Is Virginia and hosting a regional?
1: Three of those teams are hosting. Virginia. UVA,
0: oh, Tennessee's not.
1: UVA, Florida, and Arkansas. Yep.
0: Okay. Um SEC had eight regional hosts. That was half big. of
1: them. Holy shnikes.
0: That was big. Let's let's read out of the teams here. So Florida, Arkansas, Vandy, LSU, Kentucky, Alabama, Auburn, and South Carolina.
1: You'll you'll remember from the late innings of the semifinal game against AM, uh, when you know it was four to one or, or five to one or whatever it was, seemed out of reach. And there was a lot of discourse about will South Carolina host. Yes, yes they will. That was it was just an exhausting part of the broadcast. Okay. Going through oh. that exercise.
0: Okay. Uh let's see, let's go to the final D one baseball feel the 64 projection so they have arkansas of course dallas baptist who continues to be projected in the Fayetteville regional oklahoma is the three seed eastern illinois is the four seed and that's matched up with the the auburn regional which features auburn duke troy and san jose state
1: a little return
0: trip for eastern illinois huh? yeah i don't i don't like having dallas baptist man Dallas Baptist great. at one point was like on the verge of being a
1: host. Yeah, and and I mean they're perennial, a perennial threat in in this tournament. I mean they were, was it two years ago? I think they were in a super regional against uh, Virginia, ended up losing, but yeah. they they Arkansas knows better than anybody. They can cause some trouble.
0: Yeah. Um. So that was D one baseball. Let's see, Baseball America has Arkansas is the one. TCU is the two, Sam Houston T- State is the three, Maine is the four.
1: Interesting. TCU just won the Big Twelve, didn't
0: they? TCU just won the Big Twelve, and they also killed Arkansas in February.
2: Yes, they did.
0: I don't oh. want to see TCU, man. It's not. I'd
2: be. I'd be more concerned with TCU over Dallas Baptist. Me too. But, but However, Dallas Baptist has that like underdog kind of like. Small mid-major type, you know, vibe to them. It's, it would be tough to face them too. I'd, I'd rather see Dallas Baptist though. I think, I think if you,
0: if, if Arkansas had to play five games in the regional and Dallas Baptist is the team they're playing in the final, I think Arkansas wins. Mm-hmm. If it's TCU, I don't know. TCU is a good baseball team. They had, they had a struggle there like midway through the regular season, but. I mean, I remember sitting there in Arlington and thinking, like, this team is going to be in Omaha of TCU. Right. And then they went out and lost to Missouri the next day. That was crazy. Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: um,
0: okay. So, it, I mean, like, there's really no point in us sitting here and trying to project it. Uh. So I think the, the more interesting factor is, like, what regional is Arkansas going to be matched up with? Is it going to be another SEC regional? Or is it going to be – one of the eight teams that's not an sec team i don't find know. out
1: at 11 a.m central
0: yeah by the time you listen to this you might have found out already so um yeah.
2: i'd rather they get matched up with the non-sec just just for variety just to see a different team you yeah. I don't, know I don't, I don't want them to play like auburn or bam or anything like that that would that would kind of scare me too if we had to play one of them in the supers
1: yeah bam, bam was hot yeah, and and Auburn decided to become really good after getting swept in Fayetteville, too.
2: Right,
0: that's one thing that people are sleeping on. Auburn has been really good. Are they were the what five seed in this tournament. Uh, I don't know. Uh, is I, it possible I, that? I think
1: they were the five, which we, is impressive considering they started zero and three.
2: Is it possible that Fayetteville could get matched up with the Stillwater regional or no? Ooh, that'd be fun. Maybe. I
0: mean, it's it's possible. I don't. I don't let me let me pull up D1 baseball's field of sixty four and see where they have uh, Oklahoma State.
1: I I would think because Oklahoma State lost that title game that they're probably one of the lowest hosts now.
0: They have Stillwater at twelve, which mm-hmm. is currently matched up with the five seed in Vanderbilt.
1: Could How maybe about Clemson
0: getting the number four overall national seed?
1: That's that's been confirmed at this point. No,
0: that's that's in the projection.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. sorry. Um, yeah, I mean Clemson. They're, they're hot. They just won the ACC. Did they beat Wake to get to the the final at all?
0: I don't know. Um, I I do want to mention the like the ones that are going to be close to the bottom of the regional hosts. So Indiana State, they'll probably be sixteen. I would think that has to be sixteen. Uh, Columbia. So South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, Oklahoma State, Coastal, Alabama Coastal. Coastal. Coastal's at 10. So
1: Really? Yeah. But they didn't they didn't win their league, though.
0: I don't know what to tell you, man. I didn't make this. Committee's uh, clearly, clearly not asking me. Yeah. They should have asked Robert. How about Tulane right. getting in with an 18 and 40 overall record? That
2: That's is wild. crazy. To answer Robert's question, uh Miami beat Wake Forest, Clemson beat North Carolina, and Clemson beat Miami in the final. Gotcha. Miami, who is also a host.
0: Yep. Coral Gables. Um, all right, let's wrap up the podcast, guys. We'll we'll have our full regional preview. Very excited for postseason baseball being back at Bomb. That's very exciting. Uh shout out to Robert for not even caring. Won't even be there. Does not care. He does not take this podcast seriously. He does not take his job seriously. He will not be in Fayetteville for postseason baseball. But Christian and myself will be there because we do care. Uh, Christian's always walking around the concourse with his little walkie-talkie and his little tag that says he's official, and he hands the mic to the play ball kid. Uh, he does more important stuff. That's just what I see with my eyeballs. <laughs> um, oh, shout-out to Christian as well. Um, happy Memorial Day to everybody. Christian, you are alive and with us, but thank you for your service, and thank you to everybody out there who has served this country i i really do appreciate it christian thinks it's a joke when i thank him for his service but i'm being for real i really do appreciate it and i appreciate all of our listeners who served in the in, in the military as well
2: yeah thanks mason yeah uh thanks to all those veterans out there and if anyone's got family members that are that passed away you know we we definitely don't take it lightly and we're very thankful for their sacrifice and um you know if if you know any veterans in your family or if you know anyone that has family members that have passed just you know reach out to them and it, it does mean a lot when when people mention it and and say stuff like that so thanks mason but uh yeah it's just i don't know sometimes i'm a little shy about it i guess i don't know i, I do appreciate it though
0: well we appreciate you man all right Thank you everybody for listening to the Diamond Hogs podcast. Make sure you visit hogbeat.com, ajwgbea dot com for all of the information regarding the uh the Favel regional. We'll have you covered. We'll have uh, you know, stats, breakdown, key players, everything for all the teams Arkansas uh, could face in the Fayetteville regional. We'll have it broken down or break. Is it broken or breaked? Broken. Broken down on hogbeat.com. Breaked it. it down. Break it down on hogbeat.com. Go visit it. Tell your friends about the Diamond Hogs Podcast. We're only getting started in the postseason. Very excited. The Diamond Hogs Podcast in the postseason is way better. And now that we don't have Robert, it's even better. So thank you, everybody, for listening.
2: You've been listening to the Diamond Hogs Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Mason and at DRStew32.